All right, so now the mic is on for recording purposes. So um, I'm going to pass this mic down and each of you guys just uh, introduce yourself. My name is Darren Wagner. Um, I am 26. And yeah, we do. We said, we said names, ages. Um, I'm married uh, to my wife, Grace, and I think that about sums it up. Oh. I am a welding uh, inspector. Um, I currently serve my company in the capacity as a welding engineer, welding technician, and um, I, I basically I'm like a welding foreman for a manufacturer up in Oklahoma City. All right. I, um, Matt Mosier. I am uh, a meteorologist. 33. Um, been married for 11 years. Have four kids. Um, and yeah, so I'm a meteorologist. I work for the federal government. Uh, work for the National Weather Service here in Norman um, at a place called the Storm Prediction Center. My name is Kevin Jones, and I'm 28. And I work at uh, University of Oklahoma, kind of mid First Bank, uh, as it's called a money coach. Uh, basically, yeah. Uh, basically, it's a financial education for students at OU. I also just got married um, like a month and a half ago. My name is Todd Pelton. I'm a family medicine physician assistant, uh, retired military. Um, I've been married to, uh, for 30 years to my wife, Lisa. We have six children. Um, it's a station in life too, right? Uh, so we have our last child just about to graduate from uh, OU. And um, and so we're kind of almost empty nesters. Okay, first question: um, Why did you choose um, the job or career you have? Um. Well, I didn't want to go to high school, so I took a Votech course in welding, and I fell in love with it, and uh, you know, turns out I was pretty good at it, and the you know, career just kind of came kind of came along. Yeah, um, yeah I've, I've been, a, been a, as most meteorologists actually, I've been a weather nerd my entire life, and so um, when it came time to pick a major... I literally just kind of opened the book, and I was like, oh, yeah, that meteorology, that sounds good. And that's pretty much how I decided to do that. Uh, yeah, mine's not quite that straightforward. I, When I graduated from my undergraduate, um, I did an internship, and long story short, decided that I wanted to live in a college town, probably for the next uh, at, least, at least the next like five to ten years. I really like college towns. Um, and I also realized that I liked leadership development or kind of development of students. And so I moved back to Norman at about a year after I graduated. And I had friends in this uh, master's program at OU that basically got students, or, or prepared people to work for the most part at universities. And so I kind of took the next step and did that graduate program and then when I graduated a door opened to do what I'm doing now basically uh, I have been into budgeting I'm not like particularly money savvy but uh, it kind of combined uh, I don't know that I'm like super passionate about budgeting but I have budgeted for several years uh, even through college um, and I understand the importance of it so it's kind of combining my value of that with some development of students. Um, mine's pretty straightforward too. I was in the uh, Air Force for uh, three or four years and uh, I'd been in at several different fields. I was a police officer and then became a lab tech. And uh, I guess uh, dissatisfaction in the position I was in, not so much uh, with where God had me, but <laughs> I. Uh, so we were married four years, and we had five children. So it would, became evident uh, pretty fast that I, I needed to make uh, a little bit more money than I was making. 
because um, I was I was breaking some records there, um, and uh, and so I, I I began praying that God would open a door uh, for something uh, more substantial. So it's kind of well. We'll save that for next week. <laughs> Okay, this one, um, a few of you guys hit on it, and this is a chance to maybe give a little bit of advice in this answer, but what do you think should, or how did you, either way you want to answer it, what's the most important factor in choosing a career? And I'll just give some multiple choices. Like, is it is it passion? Is it how you can make the most money? Is it what am I best at? Is it it's the only job that's open, so so I took it? And so I, maybe think through your story, but also if somebody was asking you about to jump into a career, maybe a fresh graduate, what should be my primary motivation for choosing what I do? How would you answer that? Uh, so I, um, I got lucky. Uh, like I said, I fell in love with welding and the rest was history, but like, I fell in love with welding, and I was pretty good at it, and uh, and it pays really well. So it's kind of all those things, I guess. I guess the pay is probably why I stay in it, you know. But um, you know, in addition to the fact that I still really like it, um, I don't do much welding per se anymore. I'm, I've stepped more into a management role and a and uh, a facilitator, and and. Uh, and I enjoy inspection just as much as I do welding and, and things like that. So uh, even though I'm kind of I'm moved up a little bit, I guess, in, in as the as the role is in the in the grand scheme of the companies that I've worked in, um, it's still based around that same that same um, form of welding and things like that that I really enjoy. So uh, I guess I, I'm pretty lucky that it's kind of all of those things. Yeah, I would. Um, I'm fairly similar. Uh, you know, I'm, I feel fortunate that I, I enjoy what I do. I enjoy that. It, um, you know, the kind of the the de- the details and the, the all the things that go into um, you know forecasting and, and checking out the weather. And you know, there is a public safety aspect of, of what I'm doing in terms of um, warning the public and, and various things like that. When so there's there is a, that that element of the job but really what got me into it I think because I didn't I didn't know a lot of that going in and um, so there was that the, the, the passion that, that the enjoyment of it kind of did drag me into there um, now the I will say the pay and um, the stability of the job itself has has kept me there the hours are pretty terrible um, so it's 24 7 365 so um, there's a lot of that goes into balancing those things and there's you know, even in a job where you, you, you like really what you're doing, there's obviously days, um, even weeks or months, where you don't enjoy what you're doing. Um, and so, you know, I don't necessarily think you have to be overly passionate and just love what you're doing all the time. Um, uh, but it, but it, it, it does kind of help get through if, you're, if you really, you know, pay kind of, well, if you're like, you know, why, why stay here or why, I mean, that was what brought me to Norman. I think in the first place, and so those types of things can, can, can God can use all of those different things. But I do think overall, um, for me personally, it was just the enjoyment of what I, I do think I would continue to. Pro- I'd probably be doing something similar, even if um, you know the job wasn't as stable or the, the hours. Even you know if the hours were better, you know stuff like that would would help. But I think just in general, um, the most important thing. Um, for me, it was just sort of this stability and being able to provide um, for the family. And so that, that, that kind of, in the, in the long view of things, that's what's kept me there. Um, I think an interest pulled me into the field, but what has kind of kept me there is just that, that ability to, to do that and uh, support my family as well. Yeah, I think, honestly, for me, a big factor was just opportunity. Uh, I even two years ago would never have been like man I, I want to go coach students about their finances that's would not have even been on my radar um, so when I graduated 
I kind of knew, like I mentioned, that I wanted to work with students, that I wanted to live in a college town, and I would have loved to have been on campus. Um, in this, I, I applied for several things at OU um, that didn't pan out, and this one happens to be really a better fit than a lot of the jobs that didn't pan out, which I'm really thankful for. Um, and I, I really like what you were saying about, even though I, I really enjoy my job, I think it's helpful to realize like even something you're really passionate about is gonna suck sometimes. Um, and that that shouldn't be something that like totally makes you, I'm, like, I'm in the wrong job, I need to totally change my, my whole career. Because um, there's, like I, I really, most of the time I love my job, I love my coworkers, I love working with students, but there's stuff that's just really hard and uh, it, like it sucks working with students that have $80,000 in debt and just having conversations about that. Uh, like that, that sucks and, and some of the stuff that goes along with that, but um, I think it's just helpful to, I think, realize if you're heading into that, if you're like in college right now, that it's not going to be like, even a job you're really passionate about isn't going to be great all the time. Um. So I'd love to say that it was uh, passion, but um, I really didn't know what I was getting into uh, when I became a PA. And um, it wasn't uh, love at first sight either, because um, uh, as most of you know, you know, when you work with the public um, and you're, taking, you're charged with the care of the sick, uh, people don't make it easy for you to take care of them at times. And as a matter of fact, sometimes they, they, they go the opposite way with it. And uh, they don't see uh, the wisdom in, in what you're trying to do. Uh, I think for me it was av availability. Um, I, I was praying that God would give me an opportunity. And uh, so uh, I became um, eligible by going to school. And I threw my name in with 400 other, other people. And I, I, all they needed were 17. So I, um, I think that God made it kind of clear that's, that's the path uh, he wanted me to, to go down. So... And I love what I do. Um, most most days, like Matt and, and Kevin were saying, there's just some some days, weeks, months that um, you uh, you just have to uh, to buck up and like all of you probably know too, you just have to buck up and do it. But so one of the things we like to talk about <clears throat> here at the church is having a gospel-centered view of 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 all things or. Jesus being the Lord of our life in all areas. And so this next question kind of goes along like to, to, to do that with work. But how do you, um, how does the Bible, God, Jesus, gospel, faith, th those things, how do those affect how you work? And how do you guys not just kind of leave that at home or leave that aside and step into the workplace? Like how, how is that like shaped the way you go to work. And I realize there could be a lot of different answers here, so that's that's great to just elaborate on that. Um, so I'm a, I'll start out just by, like, humbly kind of admitting that, like, I don't feel like I've ever really been very good at that. Like, um, you know, uh, I'm not, not necessarily, like, you know, living two different lives, and I'm a Christian at church, and I'm not at work, but just more like um, I've... I, I kind of go to work and I put on that work hat and I just kind of keep my head down and I just plow through it. I've got a huge workload, so this is what I'm going to do. You know, but like outside of that, you know, just trying to build good relationships with my coworkers and, um, you know, really just uh, making sure that I, I'm trying to pray for them, uh, you know, as often as I can. I was discussing this, you know, question with Bryce earlier this week and kind of going over this and, you know, just like where I feel like I do really well at this, and then there's other areas where I just don't feel like I'm very good at, you know, being intentional enough in, in, in my work. But I'll say, to answer the question, um, there's two main areas I, areas I can think about that the gospel really penetrates my my life at work. And I'd say it's, it's I work in a, a fairly, I mean, it's an oil field, so it's, it's fairly rough around. So uh, there's a lot of inappropriate joking and talking within uh, just, you know, guys in the, in the oil field and in the welding industry. 
And so just, uh, you know, the, the extra level of conviction that, that just uh, is just a blessing from, um, you know, just what I've read in the Bible and what I know God to, to, to be like and, and just to know that, um, you know, what is the, what the, right, the right way to handle those kind of situations is, you know, is to just be uh, loving and, and respectful and to not, you know, take part in those, those kinds of joking and, you know, those coarse talking as Ephesians uh, talks about, you know, the coarse joking and, and talking. Uh, and so I'd say, like, uh, that's where the gospel really penetrates my life is in just uh, constant um, conviction to, to kind of try to distance myself from those kinds of conversations. Some days I do better than others. I mean, just be flat honest. Uh, you know, it really depends on my my week with the Lord and how I'm walking with the Lord at that moment. And, and, and there's there's definitely weeks where I'm I'm doing really well and, and I'm I'm really good at staying out of those conversations and praying hard for my my coworkers. But there's also times where you know I'm not that good at it. And so there's 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 that. And then I'd say where I notice maybe the gospel just penetrating my life at work the most is my um, fear of failure slash desire for acceptance. Um, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm a very passionate individual um, for most things, but specifically at work. And it's very important to me and to my character uh, that I succeed well and that I'm uh, pridefully seen as the best. And and so God is constantly, um, you know, tugging on my heart, saying, "No, that's not really what I've called you to be. I've, I've called you to be a disciple and to, to uh, you know, not take uh, other men's opinions of you uh, over and above and greater than my opinion of you." And so, just allowing uh, the Lord to speak into my heart for those kinds of times, because there's plenty of times where. I want to be seen as not just the best, but like the only one. Like I want to be seen as the only guy in my field that knows what I know and can do it like I do it. And so there's a deep pride there. And so just constantly um, asking God to renew my heart a little bit there and and allow grace uh, to come in. And, uh, you know, there's just, truthfully, there's just a lot of repentance. Back. That's, all there, that's all there is for me on that. But. Um, you know, I've, I've noticed that that is where the gospel really penetrates my, my life at work the most is, is really like how I uh, really trust and, and, and just remember and recall why I do what I do. And it's not for, for human benefit. It's not for, or for acceptance from my employer, but it's because I want to serve the Lord. Uh, my, my favorite verse is, is Colossians 3.17. It says, uh, whatever you do, whether work or deed, do it in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, giving thanks to God the Father through Him. And so, like, I'm just trying to apply that constantly to my life at work, that I'm not doing it for my employers or, or my, my own selfish benefit, but that I'm there for a purpose. And so, uh, yeah, I guess that's me. That was solid answer um so i think this is the question that i think most i'm i wrestle with um the most because so to be a christian at work does that mean what does that mean what does that look like does that mean i have bible studies for my coworkers? does that mean do i i give them little testaments does that mean i i walk around and um, lay hands and pray for all of them, or does that? Well, what does it mean in the availability of, of of what is even what I can do and what I should do? Um, and so, I guess baseline we know, at least you know from from what the Bible tells us, that work was a good thing. So from the baseline, we we go we go up from there. We work was pre fall, and so thinking um, now that now a lot of the stresses and the the difficulties that come through work do come as a result of the fall and, and sin kind of entering all that but work in itself is good and us working is good so from that baseline it's like okay so I, I need to work so that's that's sort of a, you know the way we go forward and then um, to be a person at work who's known for doing good work um, is, is also very important uh, to me personally um, to making the most of the time to being um, 
you know, a good worker because as, as Taryn really, really hit home, we, we're not really working um, for appreciation, you know, for our salvation, you know, um, we're working out of it. And so um, being able to do things well and kind of that motivating us to do those things and why, I mean, it's to have it, to do a good job, you know, it's not bad. To, to want to do a good job and to want to work hard. And so um, through, through that, just sort of trying to understand all what that means and what that looks like um, in the everyday kind of work environment. Because I'll be perfectly honest, when I came out of college, like I had two buckets for people, right? Um, I had the bucket, these are nice people, nice equals Christian equals those people. And then, you know, um, people doing crazy things are not Christians and know we don't have to hang out with them but you enter the workplace and that would to me that was blown up immediately you know you met a lot of people that were kind and compassionate uh, but didn't have much interest in Jesus or just didn't care you know and then the other side you met people that you're like well he's kind of a kind of a jerk you know but then you know he's the one you know replying to emails with scripture and various things like that and so like this paradigm for me was blown up immediately very quickly um and so it's like, well, I can't just be nice, you know, that because there's nice people, you know. So um, being sincere was was a big thing um, when, when when dealing with coworkers and dealing with your work. But just just baseline, work is good. Doing good work is good. Um, and then how you interact with your coworkers is a huge thing because um, God does not tell us um, necessarily what jobs we are to have. It's not, you know, Matt, thou shalt be a meteorologist, right? That didn't happen. Um, but he tells us how we're supposed to act and the character we're supposed to have in doing those things. And so, um, you know, when we work and we, we, we talk to people and we interact with people, um, they should come away from those conversations and they should come away. You should, you should try to make your organization, whatever it is, better. Um, you try to, whether that means, you know, um, organizing chaos, what, you know, you, you have all these people doing different things and giving people jobs and duties and being very... Um, you know, diligent with that or, you know, having spreadsheets and keeping track of everything and, and reason, being reasonable and all those things. All of these things matter um, you know, because you're, you're, you're kind of making it better. And that's that cultural mandate we also see in the, in the beginning of Genesis with, you know, to, to um, kind of cultivate and to make order out of chaos. And um, so basically those two big things have had a huge influence on my life and the way that I do things. And... Um, and so in terms of work, I don't necessarily think, it, that's why I think Scripture says whatever you do, because we are all going to do something, um, we have to try to do it to the best of our ability. Um, and um, so that's the work side. But when you interact with people, when we do those types of things, the gospel speaks very much into all of those interactions. There's, there's the, the vertical aspect of the gospel that we are um, obviously um, you know, saved by Jesus you know, Jesus' forgiveness of sins, you know, we're saved by what he has done. We are not working for that. Um, but there's a lot of, you know, work, honestly, that's done for, you know, in these in relationships with people, what we would say is like a horizontal relationship. And so um, that's where so many of the imperative commands of Scripture come in, like, you know, do this, do this, do this, do this. He's talking about doing, doing these things with others. And so um, reading our Bible and knowing what it says and knowing the way we should act um, towards others. Um, is important and really influences work because um, you know, we we may not, in my case, be able to drop throw people in buckets and just be nice, right? That 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 got blown up immediately. I, I cannot have a Bible study in any kind of you know official capacity where I am. So okay, well I can't do that. You know, there's even even in some ways I have to be careful with what I say because what I say can be deemed you know. Um, offensive to people. So, like, I have to be careful with those types of things. Um, I don't think that means you don't say what, what you believe, um, but you say it compassionately um, as best you can. And so, those two things I, I think I've talked about. But um, just knowing that work is good, knowing that when we come into an organization, it should, if we leave or re-interact, the interactions that we have and the things that we do should make it better. Um, and then we should produce produce good good work because, I mean, Jesus is good work done for us, also, just um, we're, at, we're, we're, we're cultivators. We're, we're asked to come in and um, you know, be fruitful and multiply and subdue the ground and have dominion in these things you, you see in Scripture. That applies um, 
that applies to whatever environment you find yourself in. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> this, I mean, y'all both kind of touched on a lot of what I was thinking. Uh, and honestly, when Jeremy sent us the questions, this one I was like, man, I very infrequently consider how God or the gospel influences my work while I'm at work. I mean, I do in initial community and that kind of thing, but uh, it was convicting of how infrequently I I make that something that I'm like meditating on while I'm at work. Um, but I think, similar to what you were saying, I think a couple of the ways that I do when I do is kind of pursuing excellence and like combating laziness. Like in my position, um, I have a lot of independence to kind of get my work done at my own pace. And we have some uh, metrics that we are aiming to meet and we can get those done. We have some freedom to get those done however we want. Um, and so I personally definitely have temptation to like, I can get that stuff done quicker than the amount of time I'm at work typically. Uh, and so something, at least lately, that I've been kind of combating within myself is I do think there's this, like, God has, has given me stewardship of this position to bring order to chaos. And um, that doesn't mean, like, wasting time on, you know, reading, like, random articles or something at work or uh, social media or, or, or whatever the case may be. I think that's something that I have more recently been kind of wrestling with and honestly, just fighting sin of being lazy at work and not stewarding that well. Um, and then two, I think, uh, probably for me, it would just be valuing the students that I meet with and treating them as people. Not that my other coworkers don't do that, but um, it would be easy to just kind of like check students off the list and because a lot of them um, kind of having a similar conversation over and over in and so something that I do consciously try to do is make them feel valued as a person and not just a, another meeting that I'm having or another, um, you know, just give them, I'm, not, I'm trying to not just give them the information, get them out the door, get the next student, give them information, get them out the door, but um, making them feel valued. And that kind of goes for my co-work as well, coworkers as well. It's uh, definitely easier to get to know them get to know what's going on besides how they're feeling at work and I think we have a pretty good office culture of of that and knowing each other's personal lives a little bit so that's a little bit easier but I think valuing people and just pursuing excellence um, so I think they all articulated that the, most of the points well so practically um, I manage a team of mostly nurses and um, I try to bring the go the way I try and bring the gospel is um, most days before I start my clinic, um, I pray and I, I ask God for wisdom. Uh, in the medical field, um, you see a lot of things, and you're you're trying to predict illness or uh, disaster basically in some of the patients. So um, quickly, or I should, I should back just a, for a second. Early on in my career, I. Um, uh, Taryn brought up a verse, um, I think it's 323, where it says, whatever you do, work heartily for the Lord and not for man, uh, and the Lord will reward you. Um, and, uh, and also in, in Philippians, where it says not to grumble or complain, I, I think, especially in the field that I'm in, there's a lot of that that goes on. And so n not doing that is a big testimony to uh, people around you. Um, but... Um, also, just like um, I think Taryn was saying, just being um, forthright with people, uh, uh, being humble to admit you're wrong, it, uh, goes a long way. Um, because you know we're, we don't do things perfectly, and uh, people see that, and they they know when you're you're not being sincere. Um, yeah, I, I think that. Um, <coughs> That um, yeah, just being being open with people. Uh, I've had the opportunity uh, to, to pray with uh, patients here and there. Um, I, I do this thing called fishing with them when 
when you uh, when I ask them questions, I, I specifically will target patients who I think are depressed or have some anxiety, and I'll ask them questions about, um, you know, ha- did they grow up going to church? How do they deal with their, their stresses? And uh, if they have any type of spiritual bend, I'll, I'll, t- I'll try and take that um, uh, down that road. Uh, so um, I, I think I think as believers, we're called to, um, and, it's, and again, we're not working f- uh, for salvation. We're, we're working from salvation, uh, like Matt was saying. Uh, and uh, so we, we have a lot of freedom. Uh, you're going you're to blow it even when you feel led by the Spirit to, to, uh, to talk about something and clam up. You know, there's grace there, um, and, uh, and uh, I think we we uh, we can be really hard on ourselves at times. But uh, just remember that uh, Christ leads you in these things, and um, uh, and and that the Holy Spirit fills you. And you know, there's uh, if you know we don't we don't tap into that power enough. Um, so. Just for the sake of time, we're going to collapse the last two questions <clears throat> into one and try to be really practical and maybe short if possible so we can get to any other questions that the guys have. But um, So as it relates to your work and all the other roles you have, so some of you guys are um, all of your husbands, but some of you are also fathers. Um, some of you have um, more responsibility at the church. Um, so how do you balance or what's your rhythm for um, how work interacts with the rest of your life and try to be as, as practical as possible with things that you would like tips or nuggets of wisdom that you would throw out to how to, you know, not let work overtake the rest of your life and think, and I think through time and energy. So like kind of maybe those two like resources that God gives us. Okay, so like number one, I think um, the best person to tell you if you're balancing your life at work and home, the best person to tell you whether you're doing a good job of that is not you. Like I, I had to ask my wife how I'm doing on these because these questions came up, and and I, I asked my wife, I said, how am I, how am I doing as far as managing my home life versus my work life? Uh, because you know you're shrouded, you're shrouded with uh, you know your your own thoughts of, of how you think you're doing, and you're typically wrong. I'm typically wrong, anyways. So uh, you know, my wife says you know that uh, in my last job I was I was constantly at work. I was never coming home. My current job, fortunately, allows me a lot, affords me a lot more time at home, and and so she's much happier with uh, the current the current job situation. Um, but I'd have to say that regardless of your your work life, like Matt said, is twenty four seven, three sixty five. You know the weather doesn't turn off. Unfortunately, we wish it could. Yeah, we turn it off every now and then for sure. Um, you know, um, I think as you as per usual, Jesus has the best teaching uh, when it comes to your work life, your home life. Uh, the most powerful word you can say is no. Um, not something I'm really good at using that much. I don't like to say no to people or projects or things. But uh, I, I was I've recently been reminded and convicted that there were there's numerous times in Scripture where Jesus says no, and, and there's crowds of people you know pushing towards him, and he he'll either walk through the crowd and never be touched, or he you know runs to a, a, a secluded place to pray and you know that just that just verifies to me that there is there is an there's an acceptable level of saying no and and that's going to vary for every person and and I've never been much of a no person uh, lately I've been trying it out and it's been working out really well for me um, <laughs> and, and it's been working out really well for for my wife as well and so uh, you know, I think I think there is a uh, a desire in you know at least in my heart to want to to serve as hard as I can at work and then serve as hard as I can at church and then serve as hard as I can in my community or my friends, you know. And and there's there's time for all of that, but there's not time to do it all at the same time. And so um, 
I think something I've been personally convicted lately, and I'd say the last year and a half, is just the power of saying no. Uh, you know, while I, I can move my schedule around and make this work, you know, it's really going to put a lot of things in a bind. And so instead of doing three things really well, I'm going to do five or ten things really poorly. And so um, I think for me, it's, you know, it's been time management of just saying, no, I can't do this right now. I have to, I have to take care of these things. Um, and I want to do them well. And so uh, I can't take care of what you need because I'm trying to take care of these other things. Uh, and maybe there's time to do it later. But um, So I think for me it's just following in Jesus' examples and just, you know, pulling away, spending time, um, you know, taking care of things and resting. Um, so, do that. So, yeah, that was, that was a really solid answer, Taryn, um, because I have been learning the same thing. So, um, that the power of no, not in the, not in this like negative sense and, and things like that, but just being willing to um, not have to say yes to everything, or in my case, like saying yes to questions people aren't even asking a lot of the times. You know, if, if you feel like, you know, um, I, I kind of ha- always seem to have this this you know, if something's not getting done, well then I need to do it. That's I feel like that a lot, and so kind of thinking through and through various. Uh, conversations with um, my wife and just kind of learning to to, to say no and, and part of that for me is, is so um, is scheduling and being diligent about knowing what's gonna happen for me personally if I don't schedule it you know if if, if I don't plan it out it's not just gonna just not gonna happen um, and so the reality of that but knowing so going through college and various things I don't remember scheduling anything I don't, I don't remember writing anything down. Just, I just, I was like, well, this is what was next. And so I would go to what was next and go. And so there was always this, just, just doing what was next. And so um, I'm definitely learning, um, learning that, learning that skill of, you know, scheduling things. And just because there's a block in the schedule, so Terrence, you know, when you, you may not want to just go right, right in there and, and, and fill it up. Maybe it's, it's good for some space. Um, the idea of a margin um, in your life is what this no kind of brings. Um, because I've had times where everything is kind of scheduled out, it all looks good, and it literally takes just one thing to knock it, and then it's all because you had it planned out, but there was no margin. You're not able to recover um, if there's some event that, that kind of comes along and you need to you need to change your plans for whatever reason. And so the reality of that and um, being willing um, Willing to turn things turn things off. I'm fortunate enough to where you know, basically my days at work are these these blocks. I come in and I have certain tasks that have to be done before I leave. I have eight hours to do them and I do them and then I get to go home. Um, but turning that, turning stuff off, making sure you you um, you do turn things off and uh, you know take time. I know it sounds. I'm not a huge like TV guy. Um, but there's this time, you know, there's sometimes shows that my wife and I like to, to watch. And so we'll sit and watch a show, and I, even though I, I'm, I could kind of go either way on it. But, um, but it's just this time of being together, or we'll, we'll schedule, uh, I mean, even on our schedule, my wife and I will schedule table time to where we'll sit and we'll talk, uh, review finances, um, just get into conversations, and put coffee on the table and just sit there and talk. And so um, making sure with your with your when you when you get into having a family with both your kids um, and and your and your wife that you're not doing everything like shoulder to shoulder you're not just moving forward and just plowing through all the things to do but you spend time with each each person in your family face to face I don't mean that I mean I, I do mean that literally but like the idea of you know kind of shoulder to shoulder like you know Terry and I would do things shoulder to shoulder you know, we're gonna go walk we're gonna go we're gonna go we're gonna do things um, but there's times that I need to take and sit and look and talk to my kids and do intentional things with them that are not necessarily work that are you know um, whatever that means both for my wife and my kids and so that involves scheduling that involves saying no and so um, there's a lot of wisdom there Uh, but also the idea um, I'm big on the idea of integration right so um, if I'm gonna you know bring something you know I look at a semester and I'm thinking 
you know, this is where I feel like the Lord is leading me. You know, if, if it's a book or if I'm going to, in discipleship and in roles in the church, I try to, like, do the same things with, with people. So that, like, it's like, oh, this looks like a good book. And they're like, okay, we'll do that at MC. We'll, do, we'll kind of talk through that. And then it's like, but, you know, with discipleship and these individual meetings, well, I'll just go ahead and do the same book. You know, kind of knock out two birds with one stone um, to, 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 to make sure that I am, you know, efficient with the time that I'm using. So. Uh, yeah, mine will be super brief. I'm still kind of figuring out how work uh, corresponds with how I manage my role as a husband. Um, but just, I guess, in terms of balance... I think the two biggest things that I've learned are wake up early because um, it has occurred to me that a lot of the things that I want to do, like work out, read the Bible, and read just personally, um, I don't really have to take time away from my wife or in the future my kids if I do those really early in the morning. So trying to get into the habit of doing that. Um, and then in terms of at work and like energy, like take breaks and maybe not get as much work done as I could because I'm going to go home not grumpy, basically. Uh, and I don't mean, like, neglect my work, but I think that's something important. Like if I'm sitting at my desk all day and I don't move, I'm really not going to be in a great mood or have a lot of energy for my wife when I get home. Uh, and so that means even if it's just getting up and doing push-ups, that's what I've been doing lately. Uh, yeah, just uh, that's something really small for me, but that's helpful. Uh, no, thankfully. Uh, yeah, really. Uh, no. Yeah. Um, so having raised six children and, um, and being where I'm at in, in life, I, I, there's just a couple of, I guess, not, well, regrets mostly. Everybody's going to have regrets, but one of the things that, uh, kind of impressed on me because three of my kids my oldest three walked away from the faith for a little while and my youngest three uh, are walking with the Lord the older three amazingly enough there's been a spiritual awakening so God's been working in their life um, recently and uh, that verse in Deuteronomy 6 that says um, you know whether you walk by the the wayside or whether you lie down or you stand up you know teach them my way and I think I think that's one one of those things. I mean, we did devotions at night, and, and we we tried to reach out to, you know, uh, old folks' homes and things like that. But it, it gets down to being more practical than that. Um, if you have a something, you can take the time to teach them. So um, when you're home, be home. You know, uh, turn off your phone. Be intentional about those things. Um, when um, I wrote a few things down because uh, I was praying about this, um, and uh, during your during your your work years, especially if you have kids up front, either front load or back load your career. So if you have children when you're younger, uh, you know, be home. If you have to work a little more when everybody's out of the house, uh, you, you can do that. Um, but, but 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 when you're home, be home. The other thing um, is uh, what you walk toward. Your children will run too, so like, uh, and that could be. So I, I, I liked working out a lot. Oddly enough, my six kids you know, took it to a different level, uh, you know, a whole different level. Um, and uh, and you know, whether that's entertainment or gaming, things like that. You know, you have to be wise. You have to choose wisely uh, in what you do, because your kids watch you twenty four seven. I mean, even the littlest things. So. Um, so just, just be wise in that. And then, and then ask the Lord. In James it says we have not because we ask not. I know that sounds kind of simple, but it's something I've been trying to practice more over the last couple of years. Um, and sometimes I don't even feel like asking it. You know, it comes to mind. Our, the, Lord, Lord, the Lord will bring that to mind. And I'll say, I don't, I don't even feel like asking for it, Lord. It just sounds so silly. But, but he, he wants to hear from us. We, we truly are his beloved. And if we truly are his beloved... And we can go to him at any time. Um, you know, the, there's so much uh, that's happened in the last couple of years. My wife's had kind of a spiritual awakening, uh, which really encouraged my heart. But it's opened my eyes to to see God in a much different way. And so, 
you, you, may, you may think you fail in so many ways, but God loves you so much. And, and uh, if you just, uh, and, and again, we don't do it perfectly, take the time, read God's Word. He uses, God, he uses His Word, and the Spirit can use that so much more in your life. questions now. So if, if you have questions, just raise your hand and talk into the mic. Quinn, Sam's got one. Happy to. Uh, so is this on? We're, okay. Oh, great. Okay. Um, so uh, could, and, and this doesn't have to be all y'all, but, but uh, uh could any anybody who just kind of this an answer jumps up uh, speak to temptations that you might have to make work something it's not supposed to be? Like I know that like work for me has been lots of different things. Like it's been at times a refuge uh, from conflict at home, or it's been a source of identity uh, that has trumped my Christian identity. Like rather than Sam the Christian, it's Sam the professor. You know, like in that I lead with that. Like that is something that has been more prominent. So, or, or, or it's, you know, um, I can think of a variety of different things, but can you, can you think of how you deal with that kind of temptation or that, uh, maybe not even deal with it, but just, I mean, has that happened to anybody else besides me? So, yeah. You're not alone with that identity, I you know, I idea because uh, I, I oftentimes, you know, I, I think I think of myself as the welding guy, you know, more so than you know that dude in the office that really loves people well, you know, like uh, so I, I, I get I get you on that, and I think that's just I, I don't want to say that like, like that's a man thing, but like. It seems like it's kind of a man thing. Like a, a lot of men, like that's how you. That's the that's the best way and the most effective way I've found to even engage a, a, a male. Is like, hey, what do you do? Because it, they're they're right up, you know, they're willing to talk about what they do. And so I think we all really fall for that. You know, we we take a lot of pride in that, and so it kind of becomes like who we are. And I, you know, I think that's just something we got to combat. So. Um, I, th- I think um, so. I, I, I'm not sure I'm the best man to answer this, but because I've, I've had two jobs for 19 years, and there were, and I actually had three jobs for three years of those of those last 19 years. But um, so I think I heard John MacArthur say this one time that when when things get out of balance, you have to remember what God's done in your life. And it's, it's a constant process of, of reminding yourself who you are in Christ, that, that your identity is not wrapped up into being a, a, a PA or a professor, or, uh, because all that can be taken from you here on earth. Your memory, everything can be wiped out. But salvation can't. And um, I think that, obviously, the, the main message there is daily remind yourself of the gospel. Because in the end, that's all we have. Is is God's promises, and, and and that's all we can stand on. I would just say, just from my point of view, I think asking uh, those of you who are married, asking your your wives that question is really good. They're the they're the ones that see you most often, and they can start to see you lead out with uh, I'm I'm getting puffed up here, or I'm spending way too much time here, or the 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 I think. Most of your wives are probably good at asking, like, the energy question. Like, where do you feel my energy is going right now? And for a lot of us, realistically, it's a lot of it's going to go to work. So it can't not go to work. But um, I think there's a way that they can tell, like, yeah, you don't have enough here right now. And something needs to change at work. Or it's like, yeah, like, I feel like you're, you're here, you're present, you're good. So that's usually a pretty good sign that, like, I think work's maybe in a good place as well. If that's just, if you guys are married, I think the good, a good place to go is to ask your wife like that identity question, especially as it relates to work. It's good. But. Okay, next question. 
Hey, so, uh, Jeremy, this one's really more for you, but Taryn and I talked about this on Monday and I know like I might be one of the only ones, but I'm, I'm looking at jobs that are going to push me more towards working from home. Um, and so y'all talked a lot about like bringing Jesus into the workplace and like how to act around colleagues and everything like that. What is, I mean, what does that look like for somebody who works in a church or works from home where they're not around other people? Like, I mean, what is, you know, what is a, what is a good answer to that? That is really good. Um, so I'm, I definitely have an answer for people in ministry, but I'm trying to even think like the remote worker that just kind of has their own office and not, doesn't really require face-to-face interaction. Um, I think the same principle applies with just um, like, why are you doing what you're doing? Because that still can be done unto the Lord, even if there's nobody else around. Um, and so I think just looking at how, how long you're working, how many hours you're putting in, I think will kind of tell you like, um, like when are you being faithful with um, the stewardship that's been given? Are you, are you a good worker? Do you work hard? I think that's one side of it. The other side of it is, am I overworking? And do I have enough like hard margins? Because um, I know if you work at home, like you can, it can kind of spill into like the evening and then it's, oh, my office is just like right over there and I'm going to go like in there for a couple hours. And so then eight to 10, you're working. And that's, that's been a, a problem for me, my whole, uh, the whole ministry uh, for me um, is working in, into the night because there's just not the physical boundaries that a lot of people have that I think are helpful sometimes. Um, and then, um, yeah, with, with actually engaging in relationships, I just think you have to, you have to find a way. I mean, the easy one is just like go work in public if you can. Like if you're going to like be your own boss and you don't have like a physical office, then like I would take maybe say 50% if possible. I'm going to take, spend 50% of my time working at coffee shops and try to make it the same coffee shop or find another guy um, that is in your position and like set up like, we're going to have like a workstation, a work table at Stella Nova together or Michelangelo's or Gray Owl or something. And so y'all build some office hours together and that way um, y'all can eat together. You can take breaks together. You could talk about things. And so I think, um, yeah, I think that that would be um, just off the cuff for, for, for knowing, uh, knowing you. Um, but yeah, if you have more follow-ups then come talk to me for sure. kind of itching my head, but I also kind of had a question. Uh, Matt, this one's for you. Uh, is it, um, is it bad to not be challenged at work? That is a good question. And I think, um, what I think that I think, uh, there's a lot of days yesterday, last night, I was not challenged at all. There's not anything going on. All the lightning was in the Gulf of Mexico. And nothing. Just snow. I don't care about snow. So, um, and so I personally have found ways to, I, to challenge myself, to take on tasks that are, um, you know, there's things that I am required to do. And then there's these things that can be done to make things better. Um, it's very straightforward and sort of, Weather forecasting, a lot of it is knowing what has happened and what results from that. So a lot of it is just digging in and kind of spending a lot of time in Excel spreadsheets and various things just trying to figure out um, if there's patterns and various things like that. But I do think, um, I think it is it's sort of, we, we want, as, as guys, I do think we want to be challenged by something. Um, and so um, it may come in, in work. I mean, it may not, but like this, this idea of, um, challenging ourselves and uh, trying to make something better, whether it's you know it's what we're doing or the organization or not. Um, but if you you know, there's a lot of people who are just really good at what they do, really efficient, um, and they're passionate about it. About it, and it might not be be super challenging. Um, and and so for me, you know, a lot of me that I take up like a, I don't have a lot of hobbies that, that I don't have a lot of time, but I do think it's still good to to think about. I think about various projects and various things all the time just to sort of keep the fire burning so that when challenges do arise, because I do think in most in most jobs, I, I would think that there's going to be challenging situations, whether it's a peer-to-peer type of challenge 
or whether it's actually the job itself. Um, but I do think a lot of times um, challenging our ourselves or trying to think of things we can do, whether it's at home or just to keep our mind engaged and to not check out and not be apathetic and, and just to, I think that all kind of goes together, whether it's work or, or, or not, um, just being engaged. Um, and that means, because if you, if you are a good worker and you're very efficient, there's a lot, you're going to be able to get stuff done quickly a lot of times. And there's going to be time to do other things. And um, I think those are all good things, but just really challenging your, yourself to, to, to be, well, it's like, well, you know, I got things kind of going at work. Is there something I can improve at home? Or is there, does that allow me some time to go invest in a challenging relationship, maybe, you, you, or something like that? But um, I, I do think that, uh, me personally, I, I don't, I don't want to speak for every man ever, right? But I do think there's this idea of challenging and kind of meeting that challenge. Um, and sometimes that comes from work and sometimes it doesn't. Thank you. So um, I think just with what I've seen over, I haven't seen this over the last 15 or 20 years, but over the last 15 or 20 years, I feel like there's really been a movement away from like the guy who's been somewhere for 20, 30, 40 years to pursuing opportunities and we're more transient society. Just if any of you guys have a thought on this, what, which is better? Uh, basically like faithfulness and uh, staying with a job and being being faithful in that or opportunity, like pursuing opportunity. So I, I guess the culture's moved away from staying at a, uh, a job for many, many years. Um, and I think most of that is dr uh, driven by um, just the culture in general. Um, you know, they, they, most businesses went away from, um, you know, so there's economic part of that. Uh, but I, I, I mean, I've been at my job for 12 years, and if God gives me the ability, I'm going to stay there till I retire 15, 20 years from now. But... Um, a lot of it depends on what your goals are and, uh, and, and where you want to be. I, there's a lot of people, like if you don't want to stay in the state of Oklahoma or you, know, you want to travel, it's so, so a lot of it's you know, what, you, what you do, what your goals are. Um, if, you know, if it's to raise a family, like my goals were to, uh, to raise godly children, um, give God the glory all of my life, even if I didn't make a lot of money. And, uh, and uh, so I think, I don't know if that answers your question, um, but it's, it's faithfulness is everything in it because your example, uh, mostly to your family uh, and, your, and the people in your church are, um, you know, it, it tells others what you're living for. Um, I don't know if that directly answered the question, but. So this, it's crazy you asked that. I literally had this discussion with, at, at work last night, just because there's been a lot of a lot of turnover, and I we had this cultural discussion. I do think there are more economic opportunities that allow for us for because um, it, I think it's two parts. Um, the the culture has sort of moved towards we well, I don't want to just be a cog in a wheel, right? I want to be special, and also there are more economic opportunities. It's much easier to move. It's much easier to stay connected to family if you're further away. Um, so those are opportunities. I don't see that as, as a bad thing. And I think to, what, to Todd's point, whatever you do, work heartily to the Lord and be, be faithful in that. And um, one thing we know from, from Scripture is that people can change. We can change. I sure hope so, right? Because that's what we're, we're going for is the sanctification process. So if you get into a job and 15 years later, you're not passionate about it anymore, you don't have to change, but you're not wrong for changing. I think it's totally, um, it's an economic opportunity. Um, if you want, you get somewhere and you feel like it's a great fit for your kids um, 
and you, um, you're faithful to the job that you don't like because it's a great fit for your kids, that's awesome. But he doesn't have to be that, right? Like if you feel like kind of talking to your family and everything, they're like, yeah, we're, we're up for, yeah, let's, let's try, try this other thing. I think, I think that the idea economically we're able to do that and still maintain those relationships that would have kept people in same, the same places or the same businesses um, in years, years prior. So transportation is easier, communication is easier. Um, and uh, we have the ability um, to do that. I do think jumping a bunch of things is one of these things that, you know, just jumping from thing to thing like every, every year, there may be signals of that, like, hey, are you trying to seek your identity in this thing? This is why you don't like it so much. Um, but it may not be that. It may just be kind of the, the personality. When I think of my oldest kid, I don't think of him ever sticking to a job because he jumps to everything. Now he's only he's not even ten years old, but it's like one of these things. Am I gonna am I gonna be kind of hard on him for, for moving from job to job? You know, even though he's kind of been like that his whole life, I don't I don't know if I will. Um, you know, if you're able to financially provide for your family, and the moving thing is. Maybe that's just what your family does, you know. And so um, I think you have to you push back on this idea of having to just be, I need to be special wherever I am. Um, I need to be, um, you, know, I, you know, we know uh, I need to be uplifted and, they, you know, they don't utilize me enough at, at you know, at job. And you're like, well, okay. You, you know, I think there's some, some measure of all of that, but balance is really important. And then just really thinking through um, what kind of opportunities are there. All right, for the sake of the child care workers, 